I don't know how they sold this script. Well, actually, it had been greenlit in 2017 by TNT, um, and it was supposed to premiere the following year, but uh, when they shot it all, TNT was like, this isn't the right network for us, but months upon months came by, and Amazon Prime picked it up. Yeah. It wasn't that it wasn't the right network for them. It's just that it's a bad show. What are the reviews? Just jump to that, please. The reviews right now are 7.1 on IMDb. Um, really? Most of the episodes, except for the finale, are in the mid-sevens. Uh, there's one that's like How about the pilot? What's the pilot? 7.5. Okay. But these are these are really low reviews. Rotten Tomatoes, however, less Those favorable. aren't low reviews. Considering some of the shows we've done, even the most recent stuff... No, I mean, there aren't a lot of numbers. Like, there's only like 500 people. not a lot of viewership? That, yeah, not a lot of people that view the show. And also, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Most of the, like, reviews I was able to find that were from magazines or uh, newspapers were very unfavorable towards it. Some called it a Lifetime movie. I know IndieWire gave it a D. I don't mean to pan the show, but I have to describe the plot to explain why I dislike it so much. First of all... Our main character, she's from American Horror Story. She, I, I remember her from the second season. She played, like, a nun who was possessed. You're talking about Emma, right? Lily Rabe? I'm talking about Karen or Emma. She changes her name. She goes into witness protection very early on in the episode. But she's also been in the Shattered movie, which it, that's more script problem than a actor problem. But in this episode, her character is just so unlikable. When we first meet her, she's in prison wearing a ridiculous wig and having a purple eyeball as opposed to a black eye. And we're supposed to feel sorry for her, I guess, because Mary, um, Teresa's mom, the girl who disappeared and who Karen supposedly was part of the kidnapping killing process with her boyfriend, Kit. Um, she's being asked about where Teresa is because Mary doesn't think that her daughter's dead. And Mary is she's not exactly a grieving mom. But she wants answers. And then we zoom up seven years because we're in Texas. And it says Texas past. And now we're in Texas present. And we get this really quick cutscene of Karen changing to Emma, going into witness protection, getting her tattoo covered up, which said, like, I love Kit or something. And then also changing her contacts and hair color to her normal blonde hair. So literally just gain a new life. Yeah, but the whole scene was unnecessary because in the next scene, we have the witness protection officer literally describing to her that she's going into witness protection. And I don't understand why she would get her tattoo covered up with another tattoo in prison when she could leave prison and go to a tattoo parlor or wherever and get it done professionally. Yeah. The problem with doing it in prison is a prison tat is not safe yeah it's unsanitary (laughs) yeah it's unsanitary it doesn't make sense that if the cops are paying for you or like you're being protected by the state why you wouldn't be protected to get your tattoo covered up and it sounds like i'm nitpicking but the more the show goes on the more i have to nitpick because it just stops making sense so quickly we we get her in saint james louisiana that's where she's holed up She has to live a small life, and the guy who is her agent or handler is literally saying to her, do not hang around teenage women, because that's what she was accused of, like, having murder. Right, yeah. So stay away from them. And the next scene we get, we're introduced to Mary's storyline again. It's seven years later. She's having a family meeting. Mary, I believe, is from Leftovers. Uh, I don't know what the name of the actress is. 
but she is very adamant that her daughter is still alive despite the fact that her son and her now kind of ex-husband, though they're still married, um, they are convinced that Teresa is gone and that they should be moving on. So is it like a Stranger Things scenario where it's like Winona Ryder still believes that? No, because Mary isn't crazy. She's just angry. She runs a foundation to protect women now with her son. And later on we meet, we'll get a story into that. But she spends her time with this therapist, this family therapist, basically saying, I'm not giving up on my daughter. And then we see her seeing her daughter in, in like a uh, ghost form or whatever, mm-hmm. haunting her sort of and being like, hey, don't give up on Was me. it in a dream? N- no. She's just sitting there and she looks over and there her, there's her daughter. Okay. All right. But then it herky-jerky jumps back to Emma's storyline. And now Emma's in a restaurant and she's chowing down on this giant sandwich she looks over and there's this um, teenage girl who's eyeing her and <laughs> and, <laughs> and so they're staring at each other and then this like 15 year old five foot like one girl walks in with her friend in the back who is African-American. And I point that out because the uh, first girl I was talking about is also African-American. So I think they were trying to make it not a race thing when they started like mm-hmm. fighting. And so the short girl walks up all confidently to the girl who's just sitting there eating as well and says, no, she just starts stroking her hair. Okay. That's, yeah, that's yeah. strange. No, she strokes her hair in like a really intimidating, like I'm cooler than you fashion. Then she calls her a bitch, grabs her by the hair, like in her hand, even though she's so short and like pushes her into the bathroom. It's the weirdest yeah. dynamic of bullying I've seen. I know girls can be nasty to one another, but this is like an 80s. Uh, like big butch guy <laughs> like trying to beat some, yeah. like, like she was trying to reference that it made no sense she's got to be like a hundred pounds well, and so Emma's be? Emma's staring there like she's a full-blown adult and she's just like sitting there and then she's like wow I know I'm supposed to stay away from girls but this is this is very awkward that this would just happen coincidentally <laughs> right in front of me so she follows them into the bathroom and she sees the girls bullying up on that one girl and she goes into one of to use one of the restaurants. You'd think that those the three girls would like get out yeah, and like go somewhere else. Yeah. No, they don't. They just go even crazier. In fact, the small girl takes out or no, no, no. Actually, the the other girl. It wasn't the one who was doing the most bullying. She takes out her gum and she sticks it into uh, the one that they're bullying's hair. Oh, yeah. Right in yeah. front of them, and then puts it on social media, mm-hmm. like they're filming it. Yeah. And it's just so crazy that they would do this in front of an adult the adult bursts out and instead of running away they again confront her and they're like what are you gonna do about it they're not gonna give up and emma grabs the girl's face and slams it into the mirror so that it just wow yeah yeah Yeah. and then she's like go away and they do at that point (laughs) and the girl that she saves saves is jess and we get to meet jess now Mm -hmm. and they become close friends and it's just such a weird set of events. Like, no one makes friends that way. And also, she just committed an assault on an underage yeah. kid who put gum in a girl's hair. I think, like, you would take that to a cop and you say, okay, these girls were bullying her. They put gum in her hair. And I decided to literally grab her face and shatter it into a mirror. 
I think the reason why they did that was because um, Emma, or Lily Rabe, who was 38 in the show, decided to do her own stunts, and a French filmmaker who directed the pilot said that she envisioned Emma's body as looking like Brad Pitt's from Fight Club. So she, like, was working out very, very hard for this role and, like, got really ripped for it, and she said she wanted to be, like, in a superhero role next because she liked having an excuse to do so. I mean, the actual actress. Good for her to but get in shape, but this it doesn't yeah, need no, it, to be there. And also, it didn't feel like she was beating up an antagonist. Mm-hmm. It felt like she was beating up a little kid. Yeah, especially when like the farthest it seems like a guy was just putting someone's gum in their hair. Well, no, they were definitely bullying this kid. But again, physical violence when you could just have like told the store manager they could have gotten the police there or something. But yeah. like something legal, <laughs> especially if you're in witness protection and you're told one thing to stay away from teenage girls. It's ridiculous. So then in the next scene, we meet Hamish Linklater, mm-hmm. who's playing Legion. John, and he's an ex-rapist. And he is, you know, with a show like Mindhunter, where you have criminals... There, there's a lot of finesse that goes into not making them seem like either the Jack Nicholson Joker or maybe the Law and Order villain you right, know, of the yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. And so, Hamish Linklater does an okay job. He, he's he plays sort of himself where he's kind of like laid back and and um, soft spoken. And so you're like, well, this guy seems like a nice guy for a rapist. <laughs> but at the same time, he's interviewing for a job at the Federate or the um, Foundation that Mary Mary made um, with her son, right? Yeah. And he's like, I can spot where women have spots where they don't know when when they could be abused or when they could be taken advantage uh, of. Okay. Because I was that type of person right. for a long time. And they're like, we're not going to bring you in. <laughs> and, but Mary is hyper focused. She wants to know what caused him to like do the terrible things that he had done, and he doesn't want to get into it. Do you get the answers that episode though? The, what, sorry, the answers to what? To why he did it? No, but he says some funny lines. Like he's like, in, in the most kind of disarmingly nice fashion, he's like, "I was every woman's night worst nightmare. I was the boogeyman. I was a predator." <laughs> it's just like, okay, who's writing this? But, well, I, I can say why. Harriet Warner is the person who created this show, and Hamish Linklater literally went to her and was like, look, I don't want to know what happens to my character later on. He was the so. best part of the show, but that was probably because I have his bias, because I've seen him in other stuff that I like him in. Right, and he was saying basically that he didn't want to know anything about his character. He just wanted to read it script by script so that when the script started unveiling itself, he would be surprised just like the audience. But go on. Mm-hmm. He's dismissed by the end of that interview. And so we immediately go back to Emma's storyline and Jess turns up at her doorstep. And in that meanwhile, Emma has found a cat outside, like a kitten, right? Mm -hmm. And Jess is there holding a wanted kitten sign and says, I saw you had this kitten in your thing. This is (laughs) this is Bella Sharp's cat. And and instead of being like, oh, great, you found whose cat this was. She was like, you're not going to tell her, right? That's a what? Wait, yeah, what? She steals the girl's cat. This this girl's cat, who we never even know, who's looking for the cat. It's not like a dejected owner who just like left it out there. Right, but why would she even say why? Like that doesn't make sense. What do you mean? Like why would she say to her like you're not gonna tell her? Right? As I mean, she literally went through the purpose of knocking on her door. No, Jess wasn't there to find the cat. She just 
came she had followed oh emma. okay so it wasn't about sorry ella cat. ella emma. emma yeah emma and uh was basically just being like hey you saved me that one time and she wants to be friends mm-hmm. and, okay and so yeah. it wasn't about the cat it was just the fact yes that, okay. but it was just a plot device that shows our, our main character is kind of a horrible person <laughs> yeah I, I mean the thing is is that um i know what that, is the thing explain well, the thing of the show she, okay so harriet warner wanted to explore um relationships with characters where someone could love another yet not know huge truths about them if you're saying thinking to yourself that's a lifetime movie then like i said before that's what a lot of reviewers have said that it is um one thing that i did find interesting about the show is that there's a lot of characters it seems like in this show i guess from one article i got emma amy karen mary theresa john pete tom jay kit rose stella georgia lisa bodie jess jay diana katarina saul they all have their backstories well the majority of them are women though because it is a feminist message show well she wrote this with not with genders not in mind well it's interesting because they were mostly cast as women though yeah and so far at least it felt like that in the first episode the the thing about jess though is that a she was bullied first and then she was kind of following um we find out that she was not an orphan but she's in the foster system and uh and that's how emma and her bond a little bit she's cast too old she, I looked up how old the actress was because I was like, well, maybe I'm just being like, my eyes are deceiving me. She's 20 years old and she's playing what I feel like her role should have been like an 11 year old, a 12 year old huh. in order to make it effective. Because <laughs> once you're in your late teens, you don't go skulking out like adults for friendships. Yeah, it's like, it, it, you, it, even if you're, if you don't have friends, it's, it's just an odd thing to do. And the way that the, her lines were written and some of the stuff that she said, it just came across younger than they had her cast. And so, yeah, Mary, we didn't talk about her boyfriend at all, Kit, the one who's in prison right now for the murder of Teresa and nine other women. Mary likes to listen to the tapes on end about his confession, basically, of him saying, like, he chopped up the bodies and stuff. Yeah, I have here Mary is an anxious, strict, and somewhat devastated mother. Well, Mary is, on contrast, also not a very likable character, especially what she does later on in the episode, which is very unethical. She's been trying for, like, seven years to get an interview with Kit to talk about her daughter. It's right, sort of yeah. like the interview that she had with Karen at the beginning. Yeah. And she finally gets it. So she's going to the prison and Kit kills himself. But it, <laughs> yeah, she yeah, gets rough. there. The red lights are turning on, right? They're just flashing. Yeah. And she and it was she's like, something's wrong. The, the problem is when they break into Kit's room, he's very devastated that um, Emma has sent him a letter saying that uh, she's that's the last time they'll ever speak right because she's gone into witsec um and we keep on getting flashbacks of their relationship of how happy they were anyways when the guards bust in after the alarms have sounded for a good 30 seconds they find him with blood just starting to come out of his neck which doesn't make sense since there's a giant shiv right next to his neck and it's like how would you have known that they're to even issue an alarm if the blood is now like i think there was a cgi problem because the blood pooled so slowly like it was moving quickly when they busted in but it je- had just started okay, as if yeah. like it was seconds as opposed to the yeah, full no, minute it would, that had yeah. gone by so it, that didn't make much sense again sounds like nick picking but all in all it's like death by a thousand cuts with this show mary gets really upset by that which is funny because you also have to assume that Emma would also be very upset by it, which she is later on. In fact, she just takes a bunch of pills when she finds out and she starts freaking out. And that just supposedly happens at the same time that Jess 
is being um, chased by someone and finds herself. Oh, shoot. I skipped the scene. So Jess takes Mar- Emma out, sorry, mm-hmm. at a certain point to her swamp home. She just has a home in the swamps because they're in the middle of Louisiana. <laughs> like yeah, and this is Sean, Louisiana, but yeah. Yes. But it, so they take a boat out and she's like, this is my place that I always hang out. And they kind of like yeah, are friends together. Mm-hmm. There. Okay, that's, yeah. But, that's so so but, but getting back to the normal, Jess is in trouble. She's banging on the door and uh, Emma is completely like, I can't open the door. Like I'm just, and then Jess is like, I thought you were my friend. And then she just runs off into the dark. I don't know what's going on at this point. Like, how did Jess find her way back to her house? And it didn't, like, why would someone chase her there? And what is going on? So then Emma feels bad. She goes to the swamp house, assuming that's where Jess is going to be in the middle of the night, and finds Jess's dead body. And then she... Wait, so Jess is dead now? Jess has been stabbed through the... And and then we get a flashback to Emma previously finding a dead body seven years ago, because apparently she's obviously innocent, but at the same time a horrible human being. And... (laughs) She then, like, is really, like, confused. Yeah, she right. runs out of the hut, and then she sees a hooded figure, and the hooded <laughs> figure starts to chase her, and she starts running around in the forest until she, like, at, at, she falls over, and then she Seems runs like away Seems like the plot's more. just kind of going crazy at this point. It goes insane. Then we flash back to Mary's storyline. Mary is blackmailing Hamish Linklater's ex-rapist character into finding uh, Emma, so that she can get information and she literally blackmails him by saying i will tell everybody what you've done if it which he's pretty public about honestly so i don't really see it as that big of a blackmail but he takes it pretty seriously and he's like well i have to do this now and you can tell that like that's just a pretty well, bad I, thing to do to someone who's trying to recover from being a horrible like person who has obvious issues of their own right. so by the end of the episode we're supposed to Oh, we, we get this quick flash of Teresa seven years earlier walking into a barbershop where Emma slash Karen worked at the time. And Emma says right off the bat, she's like, sorry, we're closed. And she's like sweeping up. I think I read about this, but yeah, go on. And then uh, Teresa says to her, and she's only like, I don't know, 20 or yeah, young. Right. Um, and she was like, I just want a little trim. At the same time, the correct response to that would be, yeah, we're still closed, though, so please exit the shop. Right, yeah, like, just because you wanted who something does doesn't that? mean... Who walks into a, a, show, a shop it's afterwards like, it's like if and you were then insists on a haircut? It's like if you were walking to a video game store, and then they'd be like, sorry, we're closed. But that's not like, what happens. There's a cute little smile between the two of them, and then she starts to cut her hair. <laughs> it's the weirdest ending to the show, and by the end of the episode, we're supposed to believe that Emma, who has assaulted a teenage girl, who has stolen someone's kitten, who who has one friend in the show and doesn't open the door for them when they're obviously in peril mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and then feels sorry for herself constantly is the person we're supposed to get behind? Well, I, before we get in, I'm done with my rant. I want to say that uh, Hamish Linklater, he's dating, he's actually yeah, he's dating one of the people on the show. I wanted to guess if you could pick between the three options. There's Emma. It's Jess. There's, <laughs> Jess is 20 years old, so he's dating there's Jess. There's Emma, Mary, and then Rose, who I don't think you've talked about this episode. I don't think, Rose? Yeah, Rose. I don't know if I met Rose. Okay, but dude, between those three, those Rose. three characters. No, it was Emma. He's okay. actually dating the main character, and he said that when she was going through her transformation... He was really happy because she became really happy. And I read that and I was like, what's going on? And then apparently they were dating. Hamish, so Hamish Linklater reminded me his character of in Homecoming. 
even though they're, they talk very similar to the David Schwimmer slash, um, uh, they recast it in the TV show, but as the guy from... Um, oh, Bobby Cannaval. Yeah, yeah, his character, which is funny, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so basically I wanted to ask, um, where do you think this came from? Do you think it came from a book? I don't know. This came from someone's mind. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, you were, you were correct about that. Um, does Emma have any Wait, problem? Wait, so no, not a book? Not a book. So, yeah. Does Emma have any problem with her memory at all? Yeah, I mean, she keeps on getting flashbacks of, of previous murders that she's come stumbling upon. I don't think her boyfriend did it. Like, I said that he killed himself, but he obviously didn't. Like, he was murdered, and... Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah. this is a whole conspiracy, but this show is just so ludicrous and dumb. I know. I, the, I, when you don't like the decisions that the main characters make, it's one thing to have a conspiracy show where you're like, yeah, I would do that. I would do that. But if you're seeing stuff and you're like, why would you do that? Then you're going to hate the show. And yeah, I feel like gonna that's, yeah. it's going to fall apart pretty quickly as well. I want to see if it was like Will Graham in the first season of Hannibal, because I know that he that's a huge problem with Hannibal him. was a much better show, though. I think it was better written. I know that like the psychological warfare happening even in the first season of that show was much more intelligent than this where the best line you get is something like i was every woman's nightmare <laughs> it's like what well warner said that they focused on side events a lot and that's the reason why they kind of made the story the way they did did it feel like those side events which i think are just side stories were there to pad time Side events, uh, yeah, I could, I could see that. I told you in the beginning that first scene was unnecessary, or the second scene was unnecessary, mm -hmm. where we got her kind of dressing up to go into WITSEC. Like, they could have just been like, um, this is the, because they said Texas, present, and then they go to Louisiana, present, and they could have just gone straight to Louisiana, present, mm -hmm. to describe it. I just yeah. want to show you this part of my notes, because I find it funny. <laughs> just murdered in swamp because it was so ridiculous uh, lily raven and enrique marciano who plays pete um they said that it, it the show's kind of like puzzle pieces where by the end all the puzzle pieces will not fit together but that they're hoping that they can like kind of bleed it into the next couple seasons no. and see how, how well that works seasons? it hasn't been picked up yet people are saying it's not going to be she stole someone's kitten how that is a terrible thing to do do not give this show another season well it seems like it has a lot of talent behind it especially the actors um, yes i will say like i the cast is it's impressive casting but if you don't give them anything to work with they're not going to make anything of it yeah margaret richardson dear white people ashley medicway the umbrella academy and chip Eston from outer banks just to name a few um, it seems like, I know that the, the stuff they were showing wasn't good, but was it kind of jam-packed still with, like, a lot of plot, or? I mean, it may sound like I went into a heck of a lot of plot, but in the end, it was just introducing our two leads, one of which is obviously innocent of the major crime that she was convicted for, and that's why she's in witness protection, um, and so is her boyfriend, and the other one who's just married, who's a grieving mom. So it's a pretty simple story at the end. Okay, so it doesn't get, like, too trippy or anything? Not yet. Uh, it seems I mean, like Thomas every... Linklater had a weird thing where he had post-its all around his house, his uh, home, and he was very religious, so. It seems like the show, every single character is two-faced in some way, shape, or form, so it's hard to get behind them. Is that what I'm hearing? Um, I mean, Mary and um, Emma are two sides of the same coin. 
Like in the end, their their personalities are very similar. So it is kind of interesting how in the first scene you get to see them together, and then for the rest of the show, I assume it's going to take a while until the climax is going to be them facing off again in some fashion. What's it most closely related to if you had to pick a show or movie? Um, mm-hmm. Harriet Warner said that she liked to consider it kind of like Southern Gothic and wanted to give it a very dark atmosphere, almost like books in a way. <laughs> I, I can't really, I don't know what to compare it to, honestly. Decider.com, it's the first review, like, place I go. It's the first time I've ever seen it say, skip it. <laughs> they usually, like, scream No, actually, it. actually, 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 I think they're just doing more of those nowadays, because the last show that we did also mm-hmm. said skip it. The one, the, the German show that you oh, had to watch. Oh, yeah, right. I was surprised, too, because their review wasn't that bad of it, and then I what, got to the end, and it was like, skip it. Yeah, so. and usually when their reviews are bad, they're still like, stream it if you like this, but this mm-hmm. one just said, skip it, and that's basically what what all of the reviews are saying, except for some that are like, eh, you know, you might like it. Yet it has a 7.1 on IMDb. Again, it's only like 500 reviews. And when I was checking yesterday, it is going up at a 6.8 yesterday. So, I mean, who knows where it's actually going to land, but I do doubt and it's going to And I only watched the season. first episode, but that first episode felt like enough to give it a staunch, like, I would not watch it. They're going to give it uh, 10 episodes. Again, I don't think it's going to be picked up for a second season. This was shot back in mid-2018, and I think they'd have to get all the actors together again, and I just don't think that's going to happen, because Hamish Linklater even did things after, like The Stand. But he wasn't that important to the show, so if he dies at the end of the first season, they could still continue. Uh, Yeah, I know he dies in the first episode of The Stand, so... (laughs) I guess you could compare it to Breaking Bad in the sixth season when Walter White goes... Sixth season? Isn't that the one where he goes into, like, his own, like, he tries to go off into the woods? By There's himself? no sixth season of fifth Breaking se- Bad. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 but you know when he goes Oh, into yeah, that the- was end of fifth season. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't matter. He goes into, like, the woods and stays there by himself. That's sort of what she's living in right now. She's given her own ID and stuff. I mean, the Witness Protection Program didn't seem too bad from what she was doing. They kept on saying the town that she was in, St. James, was this horrible place that no one ever comes to if they don't have, if they're not in trouble. Mm-hmm. Or if they're, um, or if they're stuck there or something, I don't know. What do you think of the n- uh, name? Tell me your secrets, because it was originally supposed to be deadlier than the male, but male as in like male female. They should have done that. It would have given you a better hint as to how <laughs> bad the show was. Tell me your secrets sounds like it could be a good show. It it could be about anything. Um, but it doesn't really describe this show very much. Again, Enrique Marciano, his kind of big promotion for it was the fact that there are a lot of twists that you will see probably in every single episode. So, <laughs> it's like, oh, Jess is dead? Real surprise when she was last seen running up to the house being like, I'm going to die. I know that people worked uh, like on uh, Big Little Lies, which was like a pretty big show, but also that's still drab. So it feels like this is just going to be a very, very dark, but not like plot mover show Hmm. so all right anything else you want to say no that's about it all right i feel like i covered everything too it was rating rated 16 plus came out pretty recently check it out if you want um thanks for listening we'll see you on the next oh actually do you want to tease the next episode it's uh we know what we're doing yeah it's gonna be the uh superman lois show superman and lois and you'll be watching it i'll do the research for it i know that the arrowverse is pretty big so I don't, I mean, I haven't watched enough of it to really like. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of research. It's gonna be a lot. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.